Hey everyone, welcome to Ryan Reviews. So today we're talking about season one of The Last of Us. As with my other full season and movie reviews, I will cover five categories at two points each for a total of 10 points, with the possibility of adding some bonus points at my discretion. So we'll keep spoilers to a minimum until I get to my full rating, and then I'm gonna give a spoiler warning. So let's get to the review. So first up is story, and for story, I'm giving it a 1.5 out of two. This may be a bit controversial, as overall the story is fantastic, but I'll try to explain where I had issues, and unfortunately, it dings the story a little bit. First, let's start with the good. Obviously, this is based on some pretty strong source material, and what many regard as the best video game story, and it's a faithful adaptation. It's a strong story that fits the mold of The Lone Wolf and the Cub. It's very well written, with strong dialogue throughout. I want to call out the writing especially because the show does a great job of show-don't-tell, as it often trusts the audience to understand context without having the characters spell everything out, be it through exposition or stilted dialogue. There's a lot going on over the season, and almost every episode stands alone with a well-crafted and strong story. While there's obviously an overarching story, they do a great job of making each episode feel important, and as a result, we get several great and a pair of outstanding episodes. Nothing feels like filler or just trying to get from point A to point B. So this leads to my critique of the story. When it comes to the season, it feels a bit smaller than the sum of its parts. While each episode is great, the show at time feels like it's a bit rushed. There are several episodes that would have been an entire season on other shows. Also, the show doesn't quite have the narrative momentum from episode to episode that I would have liked. Even going into episode 9, unless you knew what to expect from the game, it felt a bit anticlimactic leading up. Another issue is that the show centers around the relationship between Joel and Ellie, and while Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey have great chemistry, I don't think we have enough time with them. I think having a couple of more episodes would have helped a lot, not only to flesh out their relationship, but to make things a bit more believable. That being said, it was a choice that I understand, as they only had nine episodes to tell the story. And with only nine episodes, I'd be hard-pressed to come up with what to cut. So next up is performances. Performances gets a two from me. There's no denying that top to bottom we get fantastic performances throughout, and the casting here is nearly perfect. Obviously, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey get top billing here, as they're great. Bella Ramsey gives a wonderful performance, as she's funny, hard-headed, and sassy, and just shows great range all around. There are moments where she shows sense of wonder, there are moments where she's showing fear, sadness, it's all nuanced and believable. Pedro Pascal is also great, and I buy him as someone who's gone through trauma and hasn't found a way to process the grief. The choice he makes in episode 9 works largely because of his performance, and my belief that he's trying to make up for the failures of the past. Additionally, the whole show hinges on the relationship between Joel and Ellie, and they nail it. They have amazing chemistry, and if there's one critique, it's that we didn't get enough time with them together. We also get a lot of other great performances, though. Nick Offerman and Murray Bartlett are standouts in episode three. Nico Parker is amazing in the little time we see her. We get a great performance from Melanie Linsky, Kevon Woodward, Lamar Johnson, Storm Reed, Scott Shepard. If there's any critique, it's almost that everyone just gets one episode, but the show does a great job of making us care about people given the minimal screen time. It's one of the superpowers of the show, and it's largely based on great casting. So next up is The Feels, and I'm giving that a 1.75. The show pretty much knocks it out of the park on The Feels. It's surprisingly funny, with Bella Ramsey showing some great comedic timing. 
But outside of that, almost every episode has an impactful moment that makes you feel something. There are several massive gut punches, with each one being worse than the other. What the show lacks in momentum, it makes up for it by giving you moments that are powerful and mostly feel earned right up until the last episode. Where I ding the score a little bit comes back to my critique of the show being a little rushed. Since the show hinges on that relationship between Joel and Ellie, the moments where the relationship evolve are the most important moments narratively, and I feel like some of the big moments may or may not have hit as hard as they should have because we don't quite have enough time with them together, leading to the viewer to have to fill the blanks to an extent. Next up is audiovisual, which I'm giving a two. It's hard to find anything wrong with how the show looks and sounds. Outside of a somewhat sketchy zoo animal, which I found out was actually real, it's near perfect. On the visual side, I love the way they make the post-apocalyptic world look. While much of it is not dissimilar to things we've seen in other shows, the scenes in Boston look fantastic, and they did a fantastic job of giving us some iconic cityscapes that have been effectively destroyed. I also love the look of the infected and the different variety. While we didn't get much of them, they looked different from other shows and movies, and they were terrifying, especially the bloater. I also love the cinematography throughout, and we get several memorable shots. And if you haven't watched yet, look out for shots by windows. On the audio side, the show does a great job as well. I love the score, and there, there are a couple of remixes of the main theme sprinkled throughout the story, and it actually works to enhance the story. I also love the sound design with the clickers, which added to how scary they were. There's also great use of songs that fit the theme of the show. Depeche Mode, Hank Williams, and Pearl Jam all come to mind. So next up, and finally, we get internal logic and consistency, which gets a 1.5 from me. Most of the show is pretty solid on that front, with the standard suspension of disbelief offered to any zombie show. There are a couple of things that I have to call out. First, Joel shifts throughout the show from being an old man who's physically breaking down to practically a superhero, and the shift happens several times and can be somewhat jarring. The other major issue I had with some of the decisions in the finale, a lot could have been avoided with some common sense, and I didn't quite buy why some information was let out. So before I get to my final score, I'm going to give it 0.5 bonus points for episode 3, which was titled Long Long Time, as it's one of the best episodes of TV we'll see all year. It was a big departure from the main story, but it was a beautiful love story with some incredible performances that still help with the world building and provides context for Joel's choice to continue on his mission. So overall, the season gets a 9.25 from me. Some of the highlights, great character work, amazing performances, every episode stands on its own, and it's easily the best video game adaptation. Some of the lowlights, it felt a little rushed and loses narrative momentum at times. So now we're gonna get into spoiler territory. So if you haven't seen the show or you care about spoilers, you might wanna pause this and come back later. So first up, I'm gonna share my best episode. The best episode was the aforementioned long, long time. I shared my thoughts already, but again, a wonderful hour of TV that takes its time to tell a love story in the middle of the apocalypse. So now up to my favorite moments. So the show is chock full of big moments, and it actually was really hard to settle on just three, but here goes, in no particular order. First up is the end of episode eight, after Ellie has killed David and Joel finds her after a desperate and violent search. He embraces her and calls her baby girl. This is one of the most important moments in the show, and it works. It's the moment where Joel has fully embraced Ellie as his daughter, or his surrogate daughter. He's effectively broken down the walls that he had up throughout the show. For Ellie, it's also her at her most vulnerable and traumatized. For the entire show, she's a character with walls up of her own, playing the smartass who's not afraid of anything, 
And in this moment, we get her at her most vulnerable. And both Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey play that moment perfectly. Second moment for me is a scene in episode 9 where Joel explains that he tried and failed to kill himself. He then, in his own way, tells Ellie that she saved him. I thought it was a wonderfully acted scene. Joel is someone who's dealing with a major sense of failure and hasn't worked through his trauma. It's difficult for him to talk through things, and Pedro Pascal does a great job of expressing himself as someone who's in that position. Much like the first moment, it's a really important scene in the development in Joel and Ellie's relationship. And this is one of those moments where I was really glad that the writing didn't give us too much. He never outright says she saved him, but it's implied, and the scene works because it doesn't give us too much. The third moment for me is a scene in episode 5 where Henry shoots Sam and then himself. In a show filled with tragedy, this might have been the most tragic scene. It's tragic for everyone involved. It was heartbreaking for Ellie, who was desperately trying to save him hours earlier. Henry has to kill his own brother and then himself. It was a huge gut punch. So for MVP, I'm going to cheat a little bit and give it to both Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. Early on, Bella Ramsey was running away with it. She's funny, charming, and has some weird tics and behaviors. She felt like a fully realized character. Pedro Pascal does a lot of great work in the back half of the season, though. Early on, he's mostly stoic and reserved. But as he starts to truly care for Ellie, he shows vulnerability, desperation, warmth. In episode 9, where Ellie's down, he's trying hard to be talkative and joke, but it's clearly not in his comfort zone. So I can't choose between the two of them, so I'm going with co-MVPs. So look, this is easily the best video game adaptation ever. Largely because it stays true to the source material while casting great actors. While I had some issues with the pacing, there's no denying that we were treated to nine great episodes of TV. The core of the show is about relationships, love, loss, and the unexpected places you find those things. The primary relationship is Joel and Ellie, and it works. I just wish we had a little more time. But we get several other great pairings. Sam and Henry stand out, especially with Sam being deaf. Ellie and Sam, as brief as it was, works. Obviously, there's Bill and Frank. There's Ellie and Riley. I could go on. The show does a great job of giving us memorable characters that we sympathize with and then taking them away. And even when we know what's happening, the performances are so good that it hurts. The show does a great job of playing with moral questions and doesn't give us easy answers. A perfect example is the finale, where Joel has to choose between potentially having a cure or saving a surrogate daughter. There's also a great use of symbolism throughout, and I love the way that it uses other characters to mirror Joel and Ellie, like Bill and Frank or Sam and Henry. It gives us a lot to think about beyond what's happening on the screen. I also love Joel's arc throughout the show. He starts as a loving father who brutally loses his daughter. It turns him into a monster. When he meets Ellie, he's a shell of a man, but over time, she brings back his humanity. And by the end of the show, when faced with the prospect of losing her, he becomes a monster again. For a show about the zombie apocalypse, we don't get a lot of them. And I was okay with that, though I could see why it would be annoying for some. I love that the show found ways to use the motion capture and voice actors from the game, and I especially love making Ashley Johnson, who plays Ellie in the game, Ellie's mom. It's kind of fitting, as she looks like Bella Ramsey. So this was undeniably a great season of TV, and as someone who's never finished the game, it makes me want to pick it up while I patiently wait for season two. An amazing season, and I can't wait for more. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. We can be found on all social media platforms at portable underscore hole. You can also find our videos on YouTube at Portable Hole Publishing, and you can email us at portablehole pub at gmail.com. <laughs>